1: hello everyone hello everyone's my name is david bell and my name is tom ryman and we just watched lucky number slevin
0: lucky numbers levin yeah it's like seven only not with a with a with a with a slevin
1: Mm, classic film boss wants to see you. Who's the boss? The guy we work for. I'm not the guy you're looking for. I don't live here. Yeah, well, you look like the guy that lives here. Then you don't know what the guy that
0: lives here looks like. What he means to say is you look like you live here.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean to say. Sorry. What happened to your nose?
0: It's a very long story.
1: I think it's time you told me that story. Well,
0: there's this guy that called the boss. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm the boss they picked up the wrong guy wrong guy for what whatever it is you want to see me about Do you know what i want to see you about no then how do you know i
1: have the wrong guy and then right across the street lives this man they call the rabbi why they call him the rabbi because he's a rabbi
0: huh. 1998's uh, 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 gripping comedic crime thriller lucky number Eleven.
1: Oh, okay um all right well first of all <laughs> sorry i have something to say about your description um it, it, it's one of those okay well first of all i want to thank ozzy this is uh brought to you from our patreon uh ozzy thank you so much thank you for ozzy. Uh, uh making us watch this movie for your support for everything you do whatever that may be i don't know what you do in real life you might i don't know you might be a professional killer maybe uh and could, I, I i guess mean, how
0: would we know how would yeah. we ever
1: know and i thank you for that for for murder i guess mm-hmm. okay uh, sorry. So, uh, when was this made?
0: 1998. Yeah, that checks out. Oh, no, wait, that that's wrong.
1: No, that can't be.
0: That's wrong. This, yeah, feels
1: that's, like this feels
0: like 2000... 2006, yeah. I don't know why I was stuck on 1998.
1: I don't know. This felt like it could have been either a 1999 or a 2005-er. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is 2006.
0: It's... My mistake. I was way okay. off.
1: This has... I don't think many people have seen this. This one, like a film festival when it came out. Uh, I, I saw this a long time ago, like apparently around 2006, which is depressingly a long time ago. Yeah. That's 14 um, years ago. Yeah. And so I didn't really remember it, watching it. You've never seen it?
0: No. Before? Okay. No, I had never, I had never seen it. This was, cause this was after, this was like well, af, well into like Bruce Willis's shitty movie career. Yes. And like, you know, Josh Hartnett hadn't been anything for yeah. a while. And so then i it like, had. Why the fuck such, do I want to watch this movie?
1: <laughs> right. And it has such no names as fucking Morgan Freeman and Morgan Ben Morgan Freeman, Kingsley. Ben
0: Kingsley, Stanley Tucci, Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Michael T. Williamson. Mm hmm. Again, uh, again, wearing a face full of fake teeth. Although actually, yeah. I don't think he was. And uh, Forrest Gump actually don't think he was wearing fake teeth. I think he was doing that himself.
1: Yes. This, he's wearing fake
0: teeth. Yeah, it is embarrassing.
1: Yeah. So, you mentioned comedy, which surprised me, and it makes sense now that I think back at the film. <laughs> like, oh,
0: no. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> right, I, understand, I understand why it surprises you, because the movie is not funny, although it believes itself to be.
1: It Okay, so I didn't ask you, how'd you like this movie?
0: Um, I think this movie, um... <sighs> This is like an insufferable teenager trying to write a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, I was thinking Tarantino. This feels it's fresh bo- out of
1: film school.
0: It's it's. I, I feel like it's both. Um, the first half of the movie is filled with some of the most grating dialogue you'll ever hear, and it's a mm-hmm. person. It's a person mistaking wit for characters that constantly repeat each other.
1: Yes, and it's, make them uh, repeat things. This movie thinks it's very smart. This it movie is like very clever it's like it feels like the most expensive final project in film school like someone made it in film school their dad was like a billionaire mm-hmm. and so they got all these actors in it yeah um i don't think this is weird like i don't i don't think it's the worst movie um,
0: i was i will I, the second part of what i was saying was i said the first half is like the most insufferable yeah guy Ritchie, tarantino knockoff I genuinely like the third act, like the the resolution of the mystery. Oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I, I saw, thought it, I thought it paid off.
1: Maybe this is because I um saw it before and subconsciously knew, but I really saw it coming.
0: Oh, you I I anticipated parts of it. I just couldn't see. Oh, okay. Like the movie had me interested enough that I wanted to see how everything came together right but i mean you know from the opening scene that josh Hartnett's the little kid in the beginning
1: right it's, it's just this like i just
0: want to know what the fuck is going on and what's his game here
1: yeah this is the i think the issue with the film is that it's it's okay it's an okay film and that infuriates me because mm-hmm. it has such a good cast uh and it's shot in a very boring way and I think what happened is someone fucking clacked out this script, looked at it, and said, "Oh, this is the next Usual Suspects. This is the next Pulp Fiction. No need to film this in an interesting way. Uh, we just got to put it all out there." Though they do, they do, <coughs> they try to
0: do some stuff, but again, it's very film school, film school. Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like here's some stuff that looks cute,
1: and it's not bad. It's just that it also has the problem of i don't really know who the protagonist is because it withholds random things it, it doesn't it,
0: it withholds a lot yeah
1: in order for it to be a mystery it has to just sort of like choose what scenes to show you with josh hartnett who is not the protagonist uh because or at least he doesn't feel like you think he's the main character but the movie has tricked you uh into being like guess what he's not really the main character Spoil like s- like surprise twist. There really is no main character. Not really. You're seeing you're seeing this from every perspective that we just want you to see it as. Right.
0: You see it from, and that's yeah, that's kind of the cheat of this film yeah. is that it. I think the most glaring part is uh, when you see Josh Hartnett coming back upstairs with coffee for Lucy Lou and then it cuts to him being inside the apartment, and something's clearly bothering him, uh, right. but we don't know what it is and they there's just kind of like a montage of them kissing some more and Then she goes away to work Then at the end of the movie they reveal that bruce willis in in between they just cut they just cut this out even though the movie has been telling us that it's that it's from josh hartnett's right. perspective it just cuts out the fact that bruce willis shows up and says look you got to kill her because she made me
1: right because like, it ruins me. the twist right um, yeah we should explain what the plot is because i don't think many people have seen it it begins with bruce willis uh in a wheelchair at a bus station or an airport. I'm not sure. I'm guessing a bus station.
0: So it's a very fancy bus station. It's it's, it's extremely clean.
1: Yeah, I will say this, a great production design on this movie, I thought. It just, the the sets looked very good. Um, And so he tells a story for no reason uh, just to set up exposition for the audience to a random guy at a bus station.
0: Yeah, he's just talking to us.
1: Yes, uh, there's no reason for him to be explaining this to this guy, and he talks about a man who got a hot tip on the on the the horses, uh, horse stuff. It's a well, horse
0: business. Yeah, he got a tip that the fix was in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically the horses and, get they uh, were
0: given horse some horse steroids, and it was going to yes. win the race.
1: And he bets it all on this horse. Uh, he goes into debt. He is uh, murdered by thugs, as well as his wife and his little teeny t- child, who clearly isn't dead from the beginning. They yeah. show uh, someone point a gun at the back of the kid's head, and then they show a splatter of uh, blood on a wall, but it's not the wall where he was. No, he's uh, standing it, outside. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it shows it spying on like a ch- children's wall, and it's like, okay, clearly, okay, Josh Hartnett Josh is, is the child. It's immediately evident. Um, I don't think they're... You're not supposed to know it, though. And then they... Bruce Willis tells the story and then kills the guy in the bus station. Uh, And then from there, we do this, like... See, this is the thing, is I kind of like this... I like... The problem is I like the pre-twist better, which is that Josh Hartnett's having a real lousy day, and he goes to his friend's apartment, he runs into Lucy Lou who's killing it with the lines she has. She's being very charming.
0: And she's also she she's acting like she just took a bunch of Adderall.
1: Yes. Uh Adderall and acid or something. Like she feels like, yeah, she's she's really fucking weird. But again, the dialogue I have to point out this dialogue cuz here's the problem. It's it's real Tarantino. The dialogue is like, awful. But it's yeah, that's the thing about the dialogue is that the reason Tarantino pulls it off, I think, is that he still, he still understands where characters are in the scene, and his dialogue kind of means something. Like, later Ben Kingsley is kidnapped, and we'll get to it, and he has the, like, the black cloth taken off of his head, and he immediately gives a monologue. Uh, that's the first thing he does from being kidnapped, and it's like, what are you doing? Why are you monologuing? Yeah, what's like, happening here? No, nobody sounds like a person because they all sound like the screenwriter. Right. Everybody sounds
0: uh, the same because they're all trying to have cute, clever dialogue. It's right. It's and extremely telling.
1: The dialogue is also... There's a line that Ben Kingsley says that maybe this is something I've never heard of, uh, but I really want to break this down, Tom. He sure. says to Josh Hartnett, he says, My father used to say, The first time someone calls you a horse, you punch them in the nose. The second time someone calls you a horse, you call him a jerk, but the third time someone calls you a horse, well then perhaps it's time to go shopping for a saddle. Yeah. What does that mean?
0: It's the uh it's the it, I forget the the version of the saying that I've that I've heard is like man, I keep running into so you know it's like somebody said I forget I'm paraphrasing, but it's like I keep running into assholes. And then it's. Uh, however, and then it, you're it, the yeah right. It's like well maybe okay. I'm the asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I
1: get that, but when so, who's being okay? So I, I I have I just have some objections. If First people, of all, everybody's calling keep... this person a horse.
0: Right. Um, well, I mean, it's supposed to be like I guess an old world version of it because he mentions that his dad barely spoke English. Um, okay. So it's clearly just like if, some, if people keep telling you something and you're like, no, that's not oh, it, but the like, people keep get, telling it to you.
1: I get that. I'm talking about the construction the, the of the line, sure. not the point of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, as This is what I mean by like, I didn't like, like the dialogue is just like, because first of all, wouldn't you punch him in the nose? Wouldn't you first call them a jerk? Right. The then escalation of it in is the strange. Nose? <laughs> yes. And then why horse? Why is someone calling you a horse? uh and you're taking it as an insult like it's it should have like i get the idea yeah horse is like fool or something like that um it's just a very weird and clunky line it is and that it kind of sums up the dialogue for me which is that it's it's there's a lot of like what the fuck are these people saying
0: the worst part is that the worst part of the dialogue is that characters are constantly repeating each other because, yeah. and I, and that, and the screenwriter has mistaken this for rapport.
1: Yes. Um, um like um,
0: somebody will say we're inside. Yeah, we're inside. Why are we inside? Because we're inside. Well, why did you put me inside? Because I'm the one that puts you inside. Like that's, yeah, that is exactly. not far from what a lot of these exchanges are like.
1: Yeah, and it's coming out of like Bruce Willis's mouth. He doesn't do it as uh, much, but it's
0: mostly like Josh Hartnett, Lucy Liu, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, and he was reason... doing a
1: great voice.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's killing it. I mean, the only yeah. reason uh, Brillis doesn't do it much is because he doesn't say much in this movie.
1: Yeah, but he still has some like the. Uh, it opens with him going, "There was a time," and then not explaining it. Oh, and his whole opening,
0: to... yeah, his whole opening thing is crazy.
1: It's real like I remember. I don't want to get specific but like when I went to film school you see movies like this like everybody would do a movie where it would be a guy walks into a diner and the other guy the the guys sits down and he's like a rough day and the other guy's like well tell me about it man and then they go into a monologue and it goes into a sequence and then it comes back out and it's bookended with like person telling a story but the person telling the story like either doesn't go anywhere or like this has a like and i've come to kill you moment and it's like they think they're so fucking clever mm-hmm. Where like we're gonna bookend this with someone telling a story for no reason and then it and then it like it, it's just so basic uh and then that plus the dialogue being so fucking being so bad the problem is it's a f- like just make them talk like people so i can empathize with them
0: well, yeah, that's what's, what's weird about it is that it, it drops this shit. Like as soon as basically, as soon as the second twist, I guess happens, as soon as they reveal that Josh Hartnett is actually a murderer working with Bruce Willis and they're, they're kind of playing yeah. both these guys against each other from that moment on, it drops that tone.
1: Yeah. It's like someone else took over. Right. Movie. And
0: it's like, then why does you and like the movie for, for the rest of the movie, it's very serious. Yeah. so I'm like why didn't you just do it th- like I would have liked this movie markedly more if it yeah. had if if it had just had the, the tone of the second half if it just played it just like a straight yeah. like Josh Hart not trying to be like cute and witty and funny every time he's talking to people in the first half
1: here's I think the issue is that this is why it infuriated me that it was okay is what I mean by that is like the plot is you can see the twist coming the plot is pretty it's 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 not entire. It's not that complicated. It's not the usual suspects. It's not Pulp Fiction. Uh, it, I think it wants to be so. They the the like garnish that they put on the film was f- fun talking was cool dialogue. That's what they thought would get us through this plot. No, but you should have. It should have been like Crank. Like it should. They should have done something crazy. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think you could have done it. Or it should have been shot better,
0: right? I think you could have done it more, uh, more in ur- like the first part, more in earnest, like more because they keep they and, and we never make us think of better movies in your mediocre movie, but like they yeah. keep, they bring up North by Northwest, like. Yes you play it you play the first part of this movie not with like Josh Hartnett being a smart ass who seems to be like smugly amused with the fact that he's being forced to assassinate somebody yeah and play it like that play it like North by Northwest or like Enemy of the State or like something where They definitely where like,
1: had Yeah. Oh,
0: sorry. I was just saying play it play it straight and and instead yeah. of trying to be quirky and funny have it be this guy who's panicking and who's in like this desperate no win situation and then it kind of makes his connection with lucy lou makes more sense because yep. she just sort of fangirls out on him for no real reason and then they're yeah. just like together
1: it's like we no, should explain right. the plot more yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we
0: should explain the plot more.
1: <laughs> she does she she is baffling
0: yeah she's totally baffling
1: i don't know why she does anything she does uh, uh because uh,
0: the screenwriter wanted her to yeah uh
1: <laughs> she's not a human no it's yeah, they also try to make the movie sometimes noir. Like it felt it again it felt very ADD. Uh which is one of those things that bugs me about Tarantino a lot where he'll like change his tone in the movie cuz he saw some other movies. Um uh, but this but Tarantino gets away with it. Uh most people like him. He's a good director, he's a good writer. Uh whereas this it's just like it felt like sometimes they were like, "Oh right, we're in noir. Let's do a noir shot." Or let's do this. And then and then other times they're like, eh, "We're like a quirky comedy. We're like a Tarantino thing." Ah, eh, we're like The Usual Suspects. Like it was just like you got to pick a tone. Uh and they didn't pick the right tone, I don't think. No. But we should we should explain the plot. So Josh Hartnett gets mugged. He's having a bad day. His his girlfriend cheated on him. Uh and he um goes to his friend's house takes a shower and Lucy Liu busts in to borrow a cup of sugar and they proceed to have witty dialogue about everything and she's like, wants to solve the missing friend even though he's not really missing. Not really
0: missing, he's just not there at the moment.
1: Yeah, they try to make her real quirky uh, so that the things she do make sense, but they don't. They never make sense. Uh, She starts like investigating him not being there that moment. Uh, And he gets they have a sequence then he gets kidnapped uh by morgan freeman
0: yeah by morgan freeman's goons yeah Mm -hmm. who
1: says like you owe me money uh i want you to instead of paying off this money and like he can't he got his wallet stolen so he can't prove his identity uh which is a cool idea i guess it did make them seem incompetent like the the villains for not oh wait never mind i know why they did this though because Bruce Willis... Well, no, they are going after the other guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's weird they don't know who he is, but Why whatever. would they? Why would they? Yeah, that's true.
0: They're, they're at the top of the empire. They just see they, his they, name. they went after a guy that, that just, through their loan-sharking arm of their empire, owes right. them a lot of money. They wouldn't know the guy by sight. That's That's not, that's not unbelievable. Um,
1: and they, and they, uh, he gets turned into this thing where they're like, you're the guy... You. We want you to kill. I want you to kill the the son of my rival, Ben Kingsley, who lives across mm-hmm. the street from me. Um, and then Morgan Freeman's talking to Bruce Willis, who's like a like we saw him at the beginning. He seems to be some mysterious assassin. Um, did you know? Because I pretty quickly knew that he was working with Bruce Willis.
0: Um, not immediately.
1: Oh, okay. Um, no, I guess not immediately. But it became clear. Uh, and then Ben Kingsley kidnaps Josh Hartnett what does he want he says he you owe me money mm-hmm. is that it he's just I, th- I think so and then he's also talking to Bruce Willis mm-hmm. who's playing both sides yes which bothered me because it was like they literally live across from each other like Lucy Liu is able to take a picture of Bruce Willis in the elevator how how does the each side not notice that he's just going back and forth like, I he's physically walking back and forth.
0: I don't know. I mean, she yeah. takes a picture of him leaving the hotel because she goes over there because that was the last call that was made to the apartment right. that Josh Hartnett was living in.
1: But, like, he's not hes not being sneaky, is my point. No. Uh, and then, um, god damn, what happens? Josh well, Hartnett uh, goes on a date with Lucy Liu to case the sun. Mm-hmm. And then he is, because the son is gay, he's going to seduce him. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. they The movie never lets us forget that fact.
1: No, it does not. Yeah, they keep calling him the fairy. They sure do. hmm uh, That wasn't great.
0: No, I mean, they had Hartnett push back against it at least. Yeah. But then the movie just, then everybody else in the movie just keeps, calling the, character just keeps the fairy, calling the But then everybody just keeps calling so them so that, so it's, like,
1: and okay. it's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Fuck you, movie. All right.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah so uh then he kills the guy uh Even- they, eventually
0: the, yeah he kills the guy
1: yeah Brillis comes in and it's revealed oh they're working together they switch the body with the guy at the bus station who is revealed to be the the roommate that or the friend of the, josh uh, yeah, hartnett. At,
0: who actually is nick fisher who is the guy that yeah. they think hartnett is
1: they um they blow the place up
0: they sure and do leave
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and then they I think the biggest event that happens next is Josh Hartnett kidnaps Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman
0: well he kidnaps Ben Kingsley Brillis goes to Morgan Freeman's house and kills all his thugs and kidnaps him
1: right so they kidnap each of them they put them in a room together josh hartner reveals i was the boy in the beginning of the movie and at this point you're like yeah I yeah
0: know. we know i just want to i just need to know how exactly the rest of these dots connect at this point that's like all i'm oh that's what i was waiting for yeah
1: i just was like they clearly killed his father well like, yeah because yeah, what else I, would well, it be
0: y- yes but i mean like how because uh, you don't see who exactly so it's like well they weren't the bosses back then i want to know how exactly that connects right how does brillis come into this
1: yeah and the the reveal is that yeah Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman were like the thugs that killed the father. Uh, we haven't even talked about Stanley Tucci, which yeah. was that he is he's he a, is an FBI agent. No
0: he's a detective
1: detective yeah who is uh, following this as well and they do this again real like they do this real long um, uh, usual suspects thing where they're flashing back. Bruce Willis was supposed to kill the child, and he didn't. And mm-hmm. instead, they became, like, you know, mentor. Yeah. And, yeah. New dad. New dad. New Bruce Willis' dad. hmm And so he's been, like, slowly playing this long game to get revenge. Yeah. And then he, he puts bags over their heads, and we get to watch Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see those two duke it out, honestly.
0: Yeah, but I, I admit that I think that was a good... I, that oh, that played out very like it's like, not in
1: terms of uh, plot. Yeah. I just mean I want to see Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman have. Oh, a I definitely
0: would have liked to see them just kick the shit out of each other all over this fancy office. Yeah, fight each and other with when, Morgan Freeman's gigantic chess set.
1: Yeah, Josh Hartnett to do like a Joker thing and like uh, snap a pool cue yeah, in yeah. half.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But yeah, this is where Ben Kingsley gives a fucking monologue, and I was like, "What are you doing? You yeah. just got slammed on the head. You have a brain injury, right?" Yeah, now. that's
0: probably why he's giving a monologue.
1: Yeah, so everything is very like no one ever changes their tone. Everybody kind of just always has something clever to say. Uh, kind of uh,
0: after that monologue, I wouldn't call it clever. No, there's no but, there's no real cleverness after this. Like the monologue was weird, but it wasn't witty. It was like ben kingsley making his concession speech essentially to yes. morgan freeman because he sees that he's in morgan freeman's office he just doesn't see that morgan freeman is also tied to a chair
1: right but he doesn't he doesn't seem like a man who's just been slammed on the head and kidnapped mm-hmm. um you know what i mean like it feels like he wasn't given that direction like they filmed the scenes in the wrong order and the fact that he just does this monologue calmly it it's just that thing again where it's like I need these to be people. I need them to be humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Christoph Waltz in *Glorious Bastards. He has that energy, the monologue energy, certainly at the beginning, but by the end, he's screaming and having a swastika drawn on his forehead. Like, we see him kind of not dignified. We right. see him lose, because they. he still feels like a, a character, uh, at least. Maybe not like a human, uh, because because it's still like tarantino dialogue Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean like there's contrast right and it just felt like there was never contrast in any of the scenes everybody seemed pretty calm about everything yeah that's fair uh like no one had emotions josh hartnett didn't really have emotions bruce willis didn't really have emotions even lucy Liu, like when she gets fake shot she sort of just goes ow afterwards
0: yeah she does yeah (laughs)
1: yeah and 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 so like i i think that's that could have helped this movie but uh yeah so he kills them both bruce will shoots lucy lou because she saw his face Mm -hmm. they get away and then the reveal is that lucy lou faked her death because she was told by josh hartnett yeah there's this big explanation of slevin
0: right who is uh, which is delivered it's the delivery of it is to Stanley Tucci over the phone to this guy Murphy, who is played by Robert Forster. Yes. in I guess the biggest Tarantino. We want to. We want this movie to be like Tarantino movies. Yeah, because of, I liked- of course he was in Jackie Brown.
1: Yeah, I liked that detail in that sequence, although I had some questions cuz he basically first of all I it, they didn't need to spell out that Slevin was the name of the horse. No, uh, but I kind of I, I was kind
0: of I kind of fell into it like just cuz I think Robert Forster is a good actor. Right. I um, mean he's really selling it and then it's cutting back to Stanley Tucci who you're seeing is getting visibly more and more like yeah kind of deflated by it. Right. And you're not entirely sure why until they reveal like oh he was one of the other hitmen and then Hartnett, that shoots killed. Him. Sure. Yeah, hartnett shoots
1: him too yeah they like set it up earlier but he killed hartnett's mom mm-hmm. uh and i guess this was this was why i was like oh okay because i like the twist i like that idea mm-hmm. i don't know how stanley tucci got specifically involved with hartnett i guess for hartnett's plan to work he didn't really need to be investigating him that was just something that happened to ha- yeah occur yeah um but like the guy who killed his mom i it's it's just very anticlimactic uh that he just shoots him in the back of the head i thought like considering that he gave morgan freeman and ben kingsley this big dramatic speech yeah well it's it's just like it it felt like he was like cleaning up the loose ends but like the loose end killed his mom (laughs) right it really was like that
0: i guess because he had just gotten all the information over the phone
1: yeah, I guess. Like, he
0: got the same monologue delivered to him by Robert Forster, so once, once he hears Robert Forster wrapping it up, he just sits up in the back seat and kills him.
1: Right. I could maybe see, like, what happened was he was going to kidnap Tooch, uh, he was going to grab the Tooch, and then he gets the phone call and he's like, well, it would be really awesome if I just yeah come out like the boogeyman. Yeah, right this here is going to save me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the reveal is Lucy Lou is still alive Mm -hmm. she has a bulletproof vest that i assume slevin gave her he must have and puts a blood pack under Mm -hmm. her which i guess is why they made her a coroner oh like i don't know why she was a coroner but whatever yeah um bruce willis shot her thinking she she was dead
0: she it, it serves a purpose of giving information to slevin that he of course already knows because he's he was the one that killed the bookies but she's in turn giving us the information that the two guys we see get killed earlier were bookies for the respective gangsters. So she was basically the fact that she's a coroner served that purpose of delivering us, the audience, the narration without us realizing that it was specifically for us. It looks like she's giving Slevin the information.
1: Yeah. And that's key, I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of this, but yeah, Bruce Willis shows up at the airport or bus station and he's like, you could have explained to me that you didn't want her to die. And he seems like real mopey, and then he leaves. Uh, and then there's a flashback to when he first took him, and they listen to the radio, and it's, and it's a s- relevant song. I forget
0: the Kansas City Shuffle. That's it. They keep referring that to that the as thing. their plan. Yeah, it's like this the Kansas City Shuffle, and it's it's like it's just a, the trumped up fancy ass term for just a misdirect.
1: It's a misdirect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and then the movie ends. Yeah, and then the movie ends. And it, yeah, it's it's fine. Like again, I'm not it's I'm, I'm very i don't know i'm very torn up about it you pointing out about the ending you're right is that the ending does stop like dicking around
0: right like the last 30 minutes i legitimately was like oh like i sat up i was like all right like because yeah. i was it, i was about defeated by the first half of this movie i was like i cannot stand to hear one more sentence of this dialogue
1: <laughs> <laughs> i suspect because in very in true film school fashion i assume they thought of the ending before they wrote the movie
0: i'm sure they they must have thought of the plot and and like okay here's what the twist is going to be here's what the reveal is going to be and here's where we we drop the key
1: i guess points here's of the
0: information p- and then the problem
1: yeah it's nothing about the plot's clever. It's not when you look at the big picture and stand back like if you're pitching this movie. Mm-hmm. What's clever about it? Cuz the reveal, they basically the plot is we hear a story about a little kid who's who's killed and his family was killed at the beginning for no reason. Again, just, that that story has no reason to be Just so there. we
0: have it in our minds. Yeah, and I was thinking
1: yep. And then could, we watch a Yeah. Oh sorry, we well, we watch a movie where someone is Getting involved in all this stuff, and he seems like he's in over his head. And then the plot twist is no, he's actually really good, and he was that kid at the beginning. Like that's not really a clever twist. Uh, there's nothing clever about that, especially since that story had no reason to be
0: there. So I was thinking, can you take that out, and does the film still work? Because would, like would he, it would it be I'm... would we would we accept the reveal that Hartnett's pretending to be this dude nick fisher's friend the entire movie and he's and he's pretending to be in this kind of wild predicament and then is revealed no i'm actually one of the assassins and let me and then he has that same end scene where he's like i'm going to explain to you why i'm killing you and then it shows us the flashback as it does normally in the film would we have accepted that if they hadn't set it up in the beginning because i can see the complaint being well that's out of the blue
1: Oh, no, it is out of the blue. Yeah. It's it's not clever either way. Yeah. The, the answer is both doesn't work, mm-hmm. I don't think. Because I don't think, I think the writing here is very weak. Like Luke, Lucy Liu's character is They make is her a corner.
0: Is bonkers. Yeah. This they character. make her a corner,
1: again, so they can explain it. It's all, every character doesn't feel like they're a real person. They're just there to serve this plot, mm-hmm. this twist. Um,. And because of that, none of them make much sense. Lucy Liu is a coroner. It just suddenly gets revealed. Like he literally says, "Like oh, you didn't tell me you were a coroner." So it feels like they were like writing it as they go, and they because. Yeah. And I mean, if she's a coroner, mm-hmm. then she would be uh, medical, right? She'd be medical-minded, yes. scientific-minded, yes, and that would inform her character. But she's like. A weird manic pixie dream girl when we meet her yes she is Uh, she doesn't seem at all interested in being a coroner it's like it's like just her job like she works at 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 like a toll booth Mm -hmm. you know like oh yeah i'm just a coroner and it's like you that's not like a side job uh that's a big deal that would inform your personality but you're not really a human being no one's a human yeah and that's a big problem I think Mm -hmm. because the people just sort of do what is needed to do to make the twist happen.
0: And you can, that, I mean, movies do that all the time. It's just uh, like she could, she didn't do it well. No, she can be a coroner in the story. It's just like, you got to kind of smooth it over a little, you know, like smooth those right. edges over.
1: <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, it's like a first draft. Yeah, where right. they they needed to do a few more passes to make everything kind of smooth because it feels like they were just doing function, mm-hmm. where they're like, she needs to be a coroner so this scene can happen yeah. and this scene needs to happen. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, function
0: is. I mean, ev- that's a, a vital part of every story, but it's like, man, you got to kind of make them weave together a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah it has to feel like because i think the problem is that you see everything coming because it's so like oh she's a coroner well that's clearly gonna mean something because they just drop it on you and they like force it on you and nothing feels like it fits uh smoothly so you're seeing all the the lines you're seeing all the edges Mm -hmm. uh you're you're like that's you're like you can see the writing. You can see what they're trying, where they're trying to head, because they telegraph it so much. Mm-hmm. Like that story, the biggest problem, which is that how do we get this idea in about this kid? I think, oh, let's just uh, have him tell the story at the beginning.
0: Yeah, um,
1: and like there's no, it doesn't relate to what he was talking about. Uh, it doesn't relate to why he killed the guy. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's just for us.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't think you can do both. In the same, I don't think you can have a secret revenge story and also have him secretly be seeking revenge in the same story because then, like I was saying earlier, you drop the twist at the end and it's just like, well, that was out of the blue. So I think you can only have we establish it at the beginning and then don't try to disguise who Josh Hartnett is, or you take the revenge element out of it and you just have him as this guy who is seemingly caught up in this wild thing and then you reveal at the end it's like oh no this was all by design he just did this so that he could get close enough to kill this person
1: I think there's a third option what's the third option Sammy Jenkins Uh, is it Jenkins fucking um, memento memento you tell a story and it feels like it has a purpose in the story Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's and then you forget about it that's the problem is that they were trying to do that uh they're trying to like tell a story of like here's but it didn't have any fit in that scene and it was the first scene Mm -hmm. so you're like why did he tell that story nothing in the scene has made it clear why and now we're at josh hartnett that's what needed to happen is you 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 need to set up the story but you need to somehow disassociate it with our main character so that you don't see it coming when you it the reveal is oh it's actually about that person right um (laughs) <laughs> i just looked up sammy jank jank jankis uh is that ned that's not ned is it wait who is
0: this Steve, it's steven tobloski i think yeah
1: is that Ned? Oh
0: no wait no it's not it's um hold on i can't remember now let's
1: let's dig into this let's, let's dig make into this, this just what it's
0: about yeah it is it is steven tobloski
1: that's ned from fucking yeah it's ned ryerson Groundhog yeah. day fuck i didn't know that that's real dark now poor ned yeah poor ned so he was experiencing hold on so ned was experiencing his own like groundhog day like like issue almost like forgetting like like no he never
0: no he never was i remember that's the point of memento it was no but i
1: mean this character who played by ned is like in in memento has like a loop he keeps forgetting right
0: yes he does keep forgetting but like you remember that we're talking about memento now but he, he never existed
1: i know but i mean the <laughs> hypothetical character okay played by ned yes had his own like groundhog day experience yes could groundhog day just be that he has a head injury and he's forgetting no because he remembers right that's his problem sorry Goofus. sorry everyone <laughs> um yeah ned anyway but you know what i mean where uh, we just
0: need one element to be this sounds like fucking weird but like of all things um zombie land woody harrelson keeps talking about how his dog got killed yes um and then and then the the the, so we're able to have the twist where it's like well he was never talking about his dog he was talking about his son
1: right and that's the key to a twist
0: yeah you have to remove the character from it so you don't see it coming
1: yeah you misdirect Mm -hmm. and they didn't do a good job at this they didn't do the work it again it felt very film school Mm -hmm. because it was like they knew they wanted this twist but they didn't know how to do the work to make the twist effective so they just sort of shoehorned the story at the beginning so you immediately are like why why did that happen and it calls so much attention to it that you can't stop thinking about it because you're like why did he tell that story? It had nothing to do with... Like, they really tried to shoehorn it, like, sweatily into why he's telling this guy mm-hmm. at the bus station yeah, this. Yeah,
0: why he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I guess you could... You would have to... <sighs> you would make it a story about... Like, for example, you do... Um, okay, here's what I do. If I was making this.
0: Uh-huh. If you were making Lucky Number Eleven, t- go.
1: If I was the writer of Lucky Number Eleven, I would set up a story explaining the rivalry between um, Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. as having like some bloody shootout or some uh, amount of victims during that rivalry. Like I would do a, oh, let's flash back to why do they hate each other? Because they do that. They're like, why do these two hate each other? They used to be the best of friends. Mm -hmm. And I would put in whatever motivation. You know what I mean? Like, I would do like, oh, they had a beef and it was, there was a shootout at a convenience store, at a diner, at a restaurant. And like in that scene, you show that like a waiter uh, gets randomly shot in the head. And then you just reveal like, yeah, that was my dad. Uh, So it's, he's in the scene you don't think anything of it because it's just like, yeah, it's just violence. Uh, you know, it's shoot shootout violence. And then the reveal is like, no, that person was somebody to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was Josh Hartnett. You know, you make you make a background character turn out to be the motivation in a flashback explaining the characters. That's how I would do it.
0: I mean, yeah, that's one way.
1: Yeah, it's a better way. Yeah, it's it. it yeah. Um, it's not great, but I'm, you know, we're, I'm, yeah, we're just, made we're just, it up yeah, right we're just
0: talking about, we're just, we're just talking here. We're just two guys talking. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah, better
1: ways of doing it than just having Bruce Willis tell the, sweatily tell the drop the story. this
0: turd of a story for no reason. Just, cause just, like you said, just you, you immediately knew. Yeah, of course I immediately knew the kid was him.
1: Yeah. Um, and so when you don't when that's the case you sort of know everything you're watching or what you could have
0: done is have is, i don't know i don't know why he would tell it you would still have to find a reason for him to tell it but like you just you start you you do that story but you delete the kid from it you just have the guy going to the races and betting his money and then he gets killed and then it cuts to the house and you see somebody kick in the door and blow the mom away and then that's the end of the story Yes, so when the, here's what you so do. So when the twist comes around, you reveal that there was a more to that where like the guy with the shotgun goes into the next room and sees there's a kid there and then it turns around, oh, guy with shotgun is Brillis, you know?
1: Here's what you do. Yeah, you make it seem like Bruce Willis is telling the story and it's he's the kid, Bruce Willis is the kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or that, or like you said, that he's not involved in it or the kid's not involved in it and you just make it seem like it's a story that's gonna set up something with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And then the reveal is, yeah, it's not about Bruce Willis. It's about this guy he left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we did Something. it. We did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. It's this is taken. It's taken us minutes to figure out better ways of doing this, and that's the problem with this movie is that it's, it's like it's like playing a board game with a child where they're like changing the rules and moving everything around mm-hmm. and like, you know, it it just feels that way where they're like uh, uh, these aren't people they're just sort of being dragged from scene to scene mm-hmm. doing what needs they need to do. Yeah. Uh to orchestrate this twist, but it they don't do enough work in the way it's shot. There's nothing clever about it. Like we said, they omit scenes when they choose to. Yeah. Involving the ma- what seems to be the main character. The moment he goes into that bathroom, and this didn't even relate to a twist. The moment he goes into that bathroom with the the uh the son ben kingsley's son they like fade away and then he comes back and lucy is like so how'd it go and i was like wait why didn't they just show me the scene
0: right and then they flash uh, back to like tucci coming in there and having a conversation with him. so why are we flashing
1: back just show this to us as it's happening yeah but it felt like the moment i saw that i was like this movie is trying to trick me it's it's hiding things from me it's not showing me everything It it's like um Another Bruce Willis movie, Perfect Stranger, oh, where, yeah. spoilers, Holly Berry is the killer in that. I'm sorry, everyone. Spoilers, spoilers for Perfect, for Perfect Stranger. Stranger. But the way the movie's shot is they, they have scenes where she's the supposed to be the main character finding out who the killer is, and there's scenes where she's by herself and she's scared of the killer. And it's like, but you're the killer, so why are you acting like this? It's it's It felt like that. It felt like, oh, you're just the twist there's no way to t- see this twist coming the way you're making it and yet ironically it's very telegraphed at the same time yeah uh so yeah the i guess my point is that if you're gonna do it like that do something with the plot that's like i think they thought we they were gonna get a lot of chuckles out of the dialogue yeah and since that wasn't funny for, like you said, for the first two thirds, at least yeah. there's nothing yeah, it has it's, to offer. It's, you. it's
0: a real struggle for a yeah. while.
1: Uh, and you're right. It is, it does get more interesting at the end. Yeah, for uh, sure.
0: You know, there's, there's, it, yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it needed a few more passes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got Morgan Freeman and Ben Kingsley for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah. What, like what, how did, What's going on here? Like, look at this cast. How did this... Yeah, how
1: did that happen?
0: Fucking Corey Stoll is in it.
1: <laughs> Why did the 2000s suck? I don't know, but they were... Mid-2000s. they There were some
0: real pieces of shit in that what in happened? that middle chunk of the 2000s, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It
1: started strong. It started very strong. Um, I mean, there was 9-11, but that wasn't movie related. I mean, movie-wise, it started strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just like 2004 hit, and we were like, "All right, let's just coast until I don't know the Dark Knight."
0: Yeah, probably till like 2008 when we got Iron Man and the Dark Knight, and
1: and superheroes stepped in. They're like, "Look, this is there's nothing happening here." Yeah,
0: now is our time.
1: Yeah, like what do you got? It, the fucking Spy Kids movies and shit. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, get here? that out of my face!
0: You, yeah, you I'm gonna miserable bastards.
1: Best- <laughs> movies of 2006 i just want to see i just want to see what they had to offer Oof, man okay it's not it's not the worst tom i the prestige came out in 2006 Mm -hmm. the departed came out Mm -hmm. idiocracy uh children of men i think it's like popcorn movies was the problem because 300 came out that year and i think that's i don't know i haven't watched that movie in a while so maybe it's it's still good silent hills all right pursuit of happiness and lucky Slevin. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so right know, up there man.
0: that's right up there
1: there were some okay films but it feels like the bads were way worse i think that's what it is like the bad films were really bad
0: yeah like 2005 2006 2007 are some real wastelands <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's not great yeah there's some real pieces of shit deja vu came out that
0: year sure that sounds right. That sounds like the year sure. that Deja Vu would have come out.
1: Yeah. Butterfly Effect 2. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. No, that's dead. This all checks out.
1: Hollow Man 2. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's,
0: um, it's the motto of 2006. Fuck it. Fuck it. Here's a Miami Vice movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. That, that, might, Miami have not, Vice that might have been
0: 2005. Then I think about it. Oh, uh, who I'm can say? those black holes
1: <laughs> around that yeah. time. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It this I it's not hurting anybody. No. This movie well except for like LGBTQ representation some, some problem. and,
0: and I, <laughs> I I I suspect Michael T. Williamson's character is problematic.
1: Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah that's, he's a, he's when a, I saw him t- I was like, I don't know about this. Right, he's
0: a dumb guy with just huge teeth. It's like, It all right, seems weird. All right. It doesn't
1: seem right. Yeah. Uh, uh I don't know what they were thinking when they were making this movie. No, no.
0: no they're trying to be... It's, it's trying to be cool. It's trying to be crime-cool Tarantino, uh, you know? Yeah. He really poisoned the well of filmmakers for a while. He
1: really did. Because then you... Like, why would you give someone fake teeth and make him act like a cartoon dummy? Right. He's extremely uh, cartoonish. That's not in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's the weird part, is I think... And I, I guess this is one of those things where, like... I've seen videos of backflips, right, Tom? Yeah, sure. And I know what a wicked cool backflip looks like. Mm-hmm. But if I tried to do one, oh god, it wouldn't be that. No. Even though I know what a wicked cool black backflip looks like, I could never do it. No,
0: I don't possess and that skill set.
1: I think that's how it is with, and uh, you know what? I shouldn't. I didn't even have to use backflips because I don't know about you. Like I'm, I, 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 I have confidence in myself as a writer. But there are those moments where you're writing where you're like, why can't you just be fucking good? Why can't I just write it good? You know, Yeah. where it's like, why can't I just put the words out that I know are there? I know there's a good way of doing this. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was what I was getting at with like Tarantino. It's like you watch Tarantino, you're like, oh, yeah, I see what he's doing. But then trying to replicate it, especially since he's already kind of replicating other things. It just can go very wrong and does very often. Uh, and I think this is an example of that. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like you just, just well, it's do something else. Yeah, and I mean,
0: it's it's probably like '90s or when indie movies started to be like big hits, and it was like, like all the indie yeah. crime movies had to be just like fucking quirky or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, this is way past that though. It's sort of. Um, I mean, no, it's never gotten it's away. About a decade a, removed, but like. And then I do think there's some usual suspects in here. They were trying to tell one of those. Uh, But it's just so weird to watch because then you watch those movies and you're like, no one does like silly characters in that, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, it's just watch those movies, see what they did. Look at your movie and notice what you did. (laughs) Like, you didn't do the things they did. did. If you're trying to be that movie. You did it bad. Yeah. Yeah why did you do the weird the weird like henchman who is a uh, dumb uh it's just like why, why did you shouldn't have done that then mm-hmm. why did you do these things yeah what, why, what the
0: hell is your
1: problem what did you think people were going to think about when the opening with bruce willis and he tells that story did you think we just forget about it like it, it sticks out like a sore thumb like it's it's that where it's like it feels very unself-aware. i guess mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure i don't
1: know uh,
0: i mean i think we're done <laughs> okay. i don't have anything else to say about this movie
1: i felt like i had it's probably it's it's probably nothing it's probably something dumb i probably had something dumb to t- say yeah that's probably true some bullshit
0: there's a high percentage some absolute garbage right just some fucking vapid useless piece of words that was going to come shooting out of your face and nobody mm-hmm. needs that
1: this does make me want to watch sexy beast oh sure which is like isn't that oh no that isn't mid 2000s that's earlier it's a it's like uh, it's the like late 90s it, it it is not really I think so I think it's at least 2000s I feel like it
0: was late <laughs> 90s but I mean <laughs> I
1: just googled it and accidentally wrote sex beast <laughs> <laughs> and that explains my results it was 2000 okay, it was 2000, 2000. <laughs> okay sex beast sex beast yeah sex beast <laughs> <laughs> ah because this feels like one of these movies but good Mm -hmm. i remember sexy beast being quite good well kingsley got a fucking oscar knob for it he did wow get on him yeah he's great in that movie (laughs) did you hear did you hear he's really i heard i heard now that i've said it like it's official Mm -hmm. it's a fish yeah it is oh fish everybody check out sexy beast Mm -hmm. yeah watch sexy beast um and i afterwards i guess you could maybe check out sex beast i don't know yeah so google sex beast <laughs> google. wow the director of sexy beast you know what else they did i did not know this what's that under the skin oh there you go those are two very different films Pe- people uh, contain multitudes dave people can make things that are different from other things they make that's true yeah that's fucking that is crazy. correct it's like i'm stretching but we we've we've done
0: done i don't know what yeah we're done
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying to hang out i just want to hang out with my buddy tom (laughs) all right all right Uh, uh, ozzy thank you thank you um yeah i i'm sorry i i don't know if you like made this movie i don't think you did Mm -hmm. um i i don't know man uh it, it it's uh I think, Tom, you you liked it slightly more than me, it sounds like. Maybe, yeah. I enjoyed the last third. Yeah. I think maybe because I had seen it already, I subconsciously knew. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, thank you, Ozzy. Um, I guess I should tell yeah, you, you should guys tell about us, our Patreon. Yeah, you should tell them about the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's how Ozzy did this. Through our Patreon, we have a, a, a tier where you can make us watch whatever you want uh within reason but mostly pretty much anything you want we don't give a shit uh we also have uh, uh some exclusive podcasts there like tom and jeff watch batman mm. and fox molder is a maniac mm. so go there check it out it's fantastic yeah um, you know would i lie about that no
0: you probably wouldn't yeah um we also do movie nights <laughs> on, on friday yeah
1: we've been having we've been having some fun ass movie yeah, we, see we, also, we also do yeah. movie
0: nights so you know look into that um uh, we also have a store, com slash stores, slash Gamefully Unemployed. We can get t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, masks, uh, copies of Sexy Beast, whatever you're looking for. Can we sell copies of Sexy Beast? I don't think so, but we could like sell shirts that have the poster of Sexy Beast on it. And that's also, I'm sure, not legal, but I'm going to say that that's a thing we can do.
1: Remember how there's those those hologram shirts? Yeah. I'd love to get one of that of Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. I don't even care what he's doing. Could just be him moving slightly. Yeah. Like not even enough for to really notice. Like just moving a little bit so it looks haunted. Yeah. Just him eating, eating, ben eating Kingsley. soup.
0: Just eating some soup. Oh.
1: Guys, tweeted us us um, if there's a movie where he eats soup.
0: Oh, there must be.